It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vests, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, I have Aaron Cheddar Talk Flottam. You bet. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Sorry, I was gone for a week. Well, sports-wise, it's been a fantastic week here, hasn't it? It's been... It has been, especially for Wisconsin football in general. In general, yeah, which is the biggest thing we care about in Wisconsin. Um, right. A couple weird things. My, my son said a, a weird infection in his mouth so he's gonna he's we're looking at some stuff here on that but uh, obviously that's kind of taken up my day but you know in terms of sports because that's what we're here to talk about and Aaron and I will talk about the other things off air but we're here to talk about sports and yeah it's been pretty good we'll get into a lot of other things here but the two big stories are are, are all great news so far at this point so, so someone say I have an infection in my mouth too and that's just the garbage that pours out of it on a a minutely basis so there are those who say that yeah they, they, yes. they comment all the time actually it's weird no there's no there's no amount of antibiotics that'll get rid of it either sorry <laughs> all right well one of the first things we do want to say is that you can follow this show on twitter at scotty johnny pod all right it's easy because it's a podcast and the kids the kids call them pods so it's the Scotty Johnny Pod, meaning Scotty Johnny Podcast. Pod. I make it easy. Make it easy for Pod. you. I also make it easy. I am on Twitter as Not So Humble Host. I say that at the beginning of every show. It's easy to follow. And Aaron, of course, how do people follow you? Find me at Cheddar Talk, John. At Cheddar Talk. At Cheddar like cheese. At Talk like the garbage that comes out of my mouth <laughs> from my previous mouth infection. At Cheddar Talk, John. And uh, yeah, uh, make sure you go watch the skeleton joke video that i <laughs> sent to john just recently here and got many many comments on over the weekend it was it was the best halloween bit ever and it's it's only got a couple swear words so uh go check it out and it's good for you <laughs> all right fabulous ribs spare ribs spare ribs anyhow everybody thank you again for joining us uh from wisconsin the united states and all around the world uh, we're Hello, glad Belarus. to have you with us. Glad to have you with us again, and we'll get right into everything with the segment we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, main event is Green Bay Packers doing. Aaron, you didn't get to pick last week. You weren't here. But I'm guessing I would have I would I would have picked that though. Actually, I jumped on to nah. uh, Aaron. Aaron, I jumped on uh, when I was on in Arkansas to Aaron Elise's um, uh, podcast uh, Four Four Downs. They were doing a live podcast, and I just happened to be sitting in my room at the uh, the, the Professional Education Center for the National Guard down in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, I got on there, and I, I said uh, the Packers were going to win. I, I was 100 <laughs> percent convinced. No, I was 100 percent convinced right. they were going to win. Like, I didn't know if it was going to be a blowout or if it was going to be close, but you just got that feeling. Primetime Aaron, primetime Aaron Rodgers was going to show up because when all the odds are stacked against him, like, so, so let's look at, let's look at the Saints game to start the season. All right. There was nothing on, there was nothing, there was nothing on the line. There was, it meant nothing. And they walked in flat footed and got punched in the face. And that's what happened. And I think, the dude, the dude plays with a chip on his shoulder. That yeah. and all the talk that came after that game is the reason why it's been seven games in a row now with wins, as cl- close as many of them have been. After that blowout, um, it's been close, and so that put the chip on his shoulder. And I, I knew it's Thursday night; they're going to Arizona. Now, now, granted, it, it wasn't his best game statistically, but it was. Both teams, and you know, we all question Cliff Kingsbury as a coach. Like, man, that dude's not bad. Like, he's a good coach. He really is. And they both put on a clinic on how to keep the ball out of the other quarterback's hand. Let's remember also, they, Kingsbury is the guy who had Patrick Mahomes and couldn't figure out how to finish in the top half of the Big 12. 
Right. He, he well, seems all right. He's got a lot of talent on that team too, so it's easier to coach that much it talent. Is. He, I mean, but I mean the pack the Packers, man, they they really kept the ball out of Kyler Murray's hand. And yeah, it did come down to a fluke interception at the end of the game. But that's the stuff that wins games for you sometimes. Yeah. And you know, I was telling uh, I was telling my dad and my father in law we were having a we were having a Zoom call this weekend. And I said, you know, the good teams that win, it, it's it's you, you you need luck sometimes. Sometimes you need luck to be because the last super tires early, the <laughs> last super dominant team that just punched everybody in the mouth all the way to the Super Bowl was the Baltimore Ravens in two thousand one. That was the last team to actually do that, or two thousand two, right? Two thousand two. Well, I'm, wasn't it the two thousand? No, yeah, it was 2001. It was right after the Patriots did it, was it? Somewhere. Yeah, two, yeah, because the Patriots won in two thousand, the Super Bowl in 2001, so it was a 2001-2002 yeah. season. But, yeah, that Baltimore Ravens team just punched right. everybody in the mouth all the way to the Super Bowl, and that's like the last team to really do that. I mean, you got to have some luck. you got to catch a ball off the top of a helmet. You have to get some freak play, you know, to work it out. You know, and it, that's going to happen, you know, especially when you're a team that's playing with half of an offensive line, four top receiving threats down. Um, it was it was a ballsy performance, and I could feel it coming from the time the game ended on Sunday to going into Thursday because nobody gave the Packers a chance. And it was one of those deals where the Packers had a built-in excuse. And there's, you know, they always talk about Sunday Tiger. Primetime Aaron outside of NFC championship games is regular season. Primetime Aaron Rodgers is ridiculous. He's really good. And yeah. the stats don't show it, but uh, the team, the, the defense was unbelievable. That defense is legit. Uh, they played their butts off on Thursday night um, against a team that can throw up 40 points with ease, you know? So they- I don't know. Sorry, I I just, I just burnt up the first. I I was oh, really hoping we were gonna. I th- I thought we were gonna spend the the first segment just talking about the Vikings' epic collapse on Sunday night. <laughs> that would have been right up my alley well, too. But yeah, let's talk about Thursday first. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like the big thing you just got to is is the defense played very well, and there was a thing that oh, I forget who it was. Uh, maybe it was CBS. Somebody put this. No, it was Fox uh, NFL on Fox. Uh, uh, they put up a thing that just said like. Which is the scariest defense to play? And it's, you know, it's like Cardinals, Bills, and these teams, and Saints and stuff. And then you say, or, or, the Packers. And you're like, why? Why are you even? Why are you doing this? Like, why are you talking about the Packers in this group? The Packers coming into this week were 24th in DVOA defense. Mm. I mean, and they played mm. very, very well here. They had a good game plan. I'll say, w- one part of that game plan quite legitimately was to control the ball. And to mm-hmm. run the ball effectively and to move off of that. Because Rodgers didn't look particularly great in this game. Right. Uh, one of the things that really helped is, yeah, the run game came through pretty well. The biggest confusing <laughs> section of this entire game to me was the misuse of A.J. Dillon. Just, right. Th- they were inside the 10. I don't, it, it, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but he didn't have a single carry inside the 10. He might not have, you know, I was just going to say too, this is the first Packers game I've seen wire to wire in a long time. Cause I had the ability to, and I, I still don't remember like half the game cause I, yeah, but, uh, cause I was so fired up at the end of it. Um, but yeah, I know Dylan played a lot of between the twenties, but man, I, yeah. Why did you not? And people are doing like, well, you don't run cause they were putting a lot of big bodies in there, you know, in the, inside the 10, you're like, right. But they did that the whole game. Like, they didn't just do it there. And on top of that, you still ran Aaron Jones inside the five. Dylan was was running well outside of the red zone, too. Like, it's not like he was having a slouch of a game. I think he averaged almost five yards a carry. I think it was something like 5.2, 5.3, something like that. He was in there, yeah. Tearing it up when he got the ball. So it's not like he was being, he was ineffective when he was in the game. So, I I mean, there was, I mean, it was, it was one of those games that, you know, a lot can be explained away with. Um, It was a short week. Honest, Scott, the, the, the Cardinal, and and I, I, I'm not intentionally getting to the Vikings game just to make fun of them, (laughs) but so the Vikings and the Cowboys both had a bye week and then played on Sunday night. And those teams both looked like garbage last night. It was weird. The card, the Cardinals and the Packers on a three-day week showed up and played their asses off 
and they were both teams were that that was a that was a throwdown on Thursday night. Like that was maybe the best game we will see all year. It, it was a fantastic game. Both teams played particular just just really really well. It was so weird that it came down to such a fluke ending. Uh, just having that that play where AJ Green just is clearly trying to block. Tired. Uh, and everyone wants to say, oh, the Packers defense was gassed at the end. Everybody was gassed at the end. Absolutely. I mean, Kyler Murray had to be walked off the field. Well, he I mean, was Because that dude was too. beat up and tired. Like, everybody. No, everybody was gassed. Aaron Rodgers dropped his shoulder trying to get into the end zone. It was that gritty. Like, Aaron Rodgers is the smartest sliding quarterback in the NFL. Like, that's the reason why the dude doesn't get hurt anymore. You know, like, he understands, you know, the, the, the couple times he's been hurt is on weird plays. But the dude always slides. And that dude, he he was he dropped his shoulder, and it took three dudes to get him down, and he fell short of the end zone. I mean, that's how gritty this game was. And um, I, I just, I mean, yeah, and you're right though. I like, I mean, as gritty as it was, why was he, Dylan not in on the? I, I guess I, you know, I you know, I thought a lot about the the the, the goal line stands and stuff like that, and it was like, how could they not get it in on a first and goal from the inch line? You know, right. it's like. Because yeah. it's it was a weird game. Like you got to throw. It's they may as well have been two high school. I mean, there it it looked like a high school game with professional athletes. Like they, they literally were. <laughs> no, they were they were just going primitive on some of the like on some of the stuff. Like just because they were so tired. You know, like they both just played. They're playing three days and like. And how on earth, like, how is that? I mean, I mean, I guess the NFL couldn't have seen this coming. But like, how are they not playing on a week rest? Like these two teams, because, you know, if you get a Thursday night game between two, three and five teams, they're going to take it easy and like not hurt each other. These teams were trying to prove who the best team in the NFL was. And yeah, they were saying it. it's the best um, Thursday night matchup they've ever had. I mean, it's it was seven yeah. and oh versus six and one. Um, two division leaders who were looking to take control and possibly play for that one seed. And so it got. It was a, it was it was the first combined fifteen and one matchup. What it would have been fifteen and one? No, thirteen and one. It would have been thirteen. Thirteen and one. And yeah. one. First thirteen and one matchup in week eight in like twenty years or something like that too. Like it's very rare to get two teams that you know an undefeated and a one loss team against each other this late in the season pre buy. You know so. Yeah, no, that was a great game, and the Cardinals played well too. It was just that was yeah. There wasn't anything that, was that they great, just gave up a, either. I yeah. mean, nobody nobody played nobody played great. Everybody played really gritty and really hard. You know, it was a not finesse game in any, were, by any stretch of the imagination. And by but, by uh, by and large, was, most Cardinals fans were most upset at, at at AJ Green for not turning around for that ball. There was a hilarious one that my wife shared on Facebook that was just basically replaying that non-catch you know the interception at the end from several different angles but playing the um yeah. uh total eclipse of the heart you know turn around, turn around. I was like, <laughs> just, yeah you should turn right. around and find that ball right. but yeah it was um that that was what they were more set with there were a couple guys who were going really at the like well our center was injured and i was like nope just walk away man just walk away from this right. conversation oh, like God. No, that I I did see that a couple of these. Well, well, the well, the Cardinals were really beat up, and it's like, dude, like you <laughs> can't even without the best pass rusher, without our top three wide receivers, our top two cornerbacks. Uh, I mean, without the best left tackle in football, without our starting the dude, center, the dude, the dude who got the game winning pick at the end was on the Cardinals practice squad three weeks ago. Yes, yeah, yes. I was like, come on, man. So, so that's that's where we're that's where we're at. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and I did, I did, I did like Preston Smith's uh, tweet afterwards about they was the uh, yeah, because I get, just because, I get the um, maybe it's, maybe it's because we're just better than you, and that's you the know. the JJ Watt thing from the week before, which was actually right, really cool and really well done. I thought he was <laughs> yeah, you know, he was trying to find ways to talk up his team, but you know what, man, this this wasn't the Texans. You weren't playing the Texans this week. You were just better, you know, than the Texans. Who aren't good? Mm-hmm. That team gets beat right. up every week at this point. It seems so. Yeah, um, Kyler yeah. Murray's a good quarterback too. I'm, I'm, I'm very I'm much really so. quite impressed. I mean, he he went toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers and probably outplayed Aaron Rodgers um, as far as stat wise goes. Aaron Rodgers had a very presence about him on the field that was because everyone kind of says like, well, he didn't dominate the game. No, Aaron Rodgers 
there was a Didn't there was a to. there was like a there's that leadership presence about him in that game. Uh, him and Aaron Jones really kind of kind of put the team on their shoulders and uh, ran with it. And the defense was God Campbell. Uh, can we lock him up forever or at least for three he's more been, years? It has been unbelievable. We talked about him preseason as mm-hmm. kind of an un, un talked about name. Like most people were talking a lot about him. We we're saying like, wow, we. Mm. You know, like we didn't think about him much, but we mentioned him in our preseason talk. We're like, well, they did go like, and get, yeah, who's this guy? Okay, they did great. go yeah, get this right. guy, Devondre Campbell, and I said, well, he's got pretty decent numbers the last couple of years. You know, Atlanta and Arizona because mm-hmm. he also played in Arizona. Right? And like, oh, this guy's a legit starter. Like, he belongs. Arizona, the Arizona gets starter. everyone from Houston. We get everyone from Arizona. It's a communist state. It works. <laughs> so yeah, we just. Um, it was a really good pickup. I mean, it's it's a fantastic pickup. And everybody who says anything about um, you know Gutenkunst, you just feel like, wow, he's he's made some nice pickups. Last year, getting Kirksey, who played very well for this team, mm-hmm. and we're kind of like, oh, well, letting him go, I don't know. And they go and find Devondre Campbell, who's been just fantastic. The interception by a guy we picked up off a practice squad. You know, like right. finding people who are doing things here and there. Rasul Douglas uh, having a nice game and all that for us. All those things I mean, did a great I mean, job there. And 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 Black, who picked up, they got the first pick. I was like, right. who's this guy? I had no <laughs> idea who he was. To be perfectly honest, and I pay I pay okay attention to this team. I'm not, uh, you know, I, we don't text and talk as much as we used to, but uh, <laughs> I pay attention to this team. And I was like, who's that guy? Like literally, and it was who's like I had to go look at. I was like, oh yeah, I think John mentioned him two podcasts ago or something like that, right? But <laughs> uh, but uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just it's they're plugging and playing as they go. And I mean, and the defensive line is playing great. I mean, um, good rotations have allowed Dean Lowry to be the guy he can be, which is God, Lowry's been out playing out yeah. of his mind. You hear, you hear Lancaster's name every once in a while. Kenny Clark, obviously is just yeah, beasting yeah. it up. And like even merciless was he, his stat line didn't show it, but he was involved already. Yeah. See, like, Two weeks in. Lowry he didn't play on Sunday, but he played on Thursday. He was in there. I saw him with my eyes, like, and he was like doing things, which is pretty good for the first week of being on the team. Yeah. So, so I mean, he's uh, was it last five games? Lowry three sacks, um, yeah. and uh, force fumble. He's got was it? I'm just trying to look over just his regular season. Uh, Twenty seven tackles, um, three sacks, and a forced fumble. So I mean. That, that's impressed. a decent halfway for an interior lineman um, who's rotating. Yeah, and Preston, who everyone wanted released midseason last year, he's been playing well. He, yeah, Z, he has. Z, Z is finally coming. It sounds like Z might actually be able to play here pretty soon. I it, mean, there's been a, a lot of people coming back here very soon. Let's let's get to a second. I think the big things in this this game, the takeaways are that the defense played. Fairly well, and one of the biggest parts about that, I think, is they they were not on the field for very long. Um, mm-hmm. They got the takeaways. Arizona did not. Uh, the Packers played disciplined. Um, there were, I will say, this, I have questions about the way that certain things within the goal line packages were handled. All right, the mm-hmm. things inside the ten were handled, but the overall game plan by Lafleur was brilliant. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, the overall strategy is fantastic. Some of the tactics were not particularly well well thought mm-hmm. out. And he said as much after the game. He said, uh, I tried to give it away a couple of times. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. He's like, but the guys refused to let me. You know, uh, some of those play calls were, were not particularly fantastic, but people found enough to make those things work. And, I mean, he is working with a, a skeleton crew of an offense out there at that point, especially once Tunyon goes down too, which is just right. an incredibly tough loss to have. Da- Thank God we have Daphne hanging around, and Degara looks like he might actually be worth something. Um, yeah, and on top of that too, you're talking about skeleton crew, and the Packers did get a couple good breaks. Like, let's not ignore that between uh, what's his name uh, touching the punt when he shouldn't have, which only yeah. resulted in a field goal. But yeah, uh, less is more. Uh, more was less this week. Uh, Rondell Moore yeah. with the the this uh, muffed punt where it was I a see fair what catch. You did there, know, right? Uh... Um, and then like he muffs the punt. He also what was the one before that? I think he's got the hand on the ball that goes up in the air and gets picked off by Black. So I mean, yeah, it's just... was, yeah that's right. He tipped the ball away that Black got, and then he uh, also got the. Uh, yep, you got it. Yeah, I mean, just 
he did not have a particularly good game, and you know you need to have everybody on in a game like this. Uh, Packers played just a little cleaner, just a little cleaner with with a broken up team, and yeah. So moving into next week, like you were just alluding to, we start seeing Z's getting close to practicing. This week, Bakhtiari will be back at practice. Mm-hmm. Lazard has already been cleared from the COVID nineteen protocol. Yeah, uh, we've got uh, MVS is practicing. Apparently, Devontae was really sick because he's not he's still not cleared yet. yet. Yeah, he has yeah. to actually get you know negative tests and all that other stuff. Yeah, but um, we do have MVS practicing again. Uh, several. I mean, it it you know, it's a look like there's there's guys on the mend who are going to be coming back here soon. So that should be. Uh, it does make me worry about Devontae yeah. though, because if it was a bad like. Like if it was a bad case of COVID, like you just don't come back from COVID. Like it might be a couple of weeks before he's a hundred percent again. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. And so, but still getting back, I mean, you'd like to have all those guys back, but getting back, some of this is going to be good. The Packers mm-hmm. coming into this week actually had moved up to number four in DVOA. Uh, and I'd have to believe that playing with that many guys out, they're not going to move that far down. You want to know a fun thing is uh, the Chiefs slid all the way down to fifth. The hmm. Packers have a higher DVOA ranking than the Chiefs right now. And if you're okay. watching Monday Night Football, you can probably guess why. Um, yeah. Then here's the worst part. Um, the Packers should score points this week. You know, they're going to be playing the right. Chiefs in Arrowhead. I don't care where they're playing. The Chiefs aren't good on defense. Um, they, mm-hmm. are, they are the 31st ranked defense by DVOA. They are just barely ahead of Jacksonville. Right. I mean, you say, well, the Packers are 24th, like, right. But, you know, also the Chiefs are playing the 19th ranked defense right now. And they've only put up 17 points midway through the, well, almost a little over midway through the fourth quarter. Right. And maybe they win this or not, but where we're recording it, it's a tie game. And you're just like, how is this a tie game? You have an, right. you have what should be a good offense against a middling defense and a bad offense. Well, let's see. The Giants, yeah, the B- Giants are the 27th ranked offense, and they are just right. hanging with Kansas City. Right. It's a middling and team I, with and a I bad don't, defense. I don't understand. I don't, a, number one, I don't understand how the Packers Chiefs is not Sunday Night Football next week, but that's beside the point. But uh, And not only that, but you're going to have to add in, like I said, regular season primetime Aaron. It's going to be the late game um, on Fox. And so, um, I mean, it's, and the Packers have always, I mean, the the Packers have always played, I mean, it seems like, it seems like the teams that the Packers lose to aren't the AFC teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, it always seems like it's always within the division or not within the, um, division hasn't been the division recently com- com- conference excuse me conference within the conference it right. seems like that's who they have the problems with and it's in the playoffs you know getting to the super bowl afc championship games. the one team NFC- like that NFC- san francisco stop team. talking here nfc or- championship games within the conference <laughs> that seems to be who they have the problems with they don't seem to have problems outside the conference so i mean they just change I- which one team in the nfc they can't beat i mean mm-hmm. last year yeah, Buccaneers beat them twice, and pretty convincingly. And two years ago, right. San Francisco beat them twice, pretty convincingly. Yes, We've beaten San Francisco twice since then. Mm-hmm. But who is it this year? Is it going to be the Saints? I don't know. There's going to be something weird, and we're going to we'll have to see how it all plays out. But either way, right. getting ready for this Chiefs. Is Patrick Mahomes still good? I don't even know what's going on anymore. Um, watching think, a lot I of Kansas City, it's Pat- hard to tell. He misses a Patrick, lot of guys. Patrick Mahomes will be just fine. This is this will is be, all part yeah. of the. I mean, it's, 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 it's all part of the, it's all part of the, um, the cycle of things too, because I mean, remember that when Aaron Rodgers and the Packers won the Super Bowl in 2010, it was like, well, how many Super Bowls are they going to win now? And the next year they were 15 and one and then got bounced by the Giants in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, divisional round, um, when they had the number one offense and the 31st, 32nd ranked defense, was that how it worked out? Oh yeah. The, the 51 team, they were the worst defense ever. Worst in defense ever, and the yeah. and one of the best offenses ever. Anyways, yeah. So, um, but anyhow, um, so yeah. So, so with the Chiefs, it's 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 the same cycle because it, we were talking about this during the pregame too. Like with the Seahawks, you know, when the Seahawks won their first Super Bowl, they had Legion of Boom, Russell Wilson running all over the place and making miraculous throws. Blah blah blah. They win the Super Bowl. And the next year, they run right back to the uh, Super Bowl and they lose to the Patriots. 
And, and now that was what, five years ago, six years ago. I don't know. It's forever ago. The Seahawks aren't. Yeah, and now the, and now the Seahawks are struggling and have been ever since then. And Russell Wilson's making a, a bunch of money. And then it was then the Kansas City Chiefs came along. Like, oh, here's the dynasty now. This is going to be the dynasty. They uh they won the first one. Hey, <laughs> they won their first Super Bowl. How many Super Bowls? Is, it's not if Patrick Mahomes is going to win multiple Super Bowls. It's going to be how many Super Bowls is Patrick Mahomes going to win? And now it's one. And then they lost to the Patriots. <laughs> And then, the Buccaneers. Uh, and then, what's that? They lost to the Buccaneers. Oh, oh that's it. Right. Sorry, they lost to the Buccaneers, and now they're not going to make the playoffs. Sorry, they lost to Tom Brady. My bad. Yeah, I know um, what you meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and now they might not make the playoffs this year. And it's it's just it's like that with everybody. It was like, well, the good teams do this, and it's like, well, who, what are you talking about? Because, well, the Packers don't do it the right way. The good teams do it like this. Okay, who are the good teams besides Tom Brady Patriots teams? And that's it because the Eagles won a Super Bowl three years ago, and now they're two quarterbacks down the road. And, and another trash. coach. They fired their head coach too, and they fired yeah. the same. And they fired the head coach too. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, like don't tell me what the good teams do. Like they don't. And 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 you know, Patrick Mahomes will be fine. It's he got paid, and now and now here's the residual effects of paying your quarterback that gets you to the Super Bowl. You know, Russ Wilson yeah. got him on a rookie contract. Aaron Rodgers got him there on a rookie contract. Patrick Mahomes got them out there on a rookie contract. Lamar Jackson should have gotten them there on a rookie contract. And then you pay them an obscene amount of money, which takes up one quarter of your salary cap space, and then you can't put talent around them. And then the reason why the Packers stay relevant and other teams seem to struggle is because the Packers realize the the value of having lower paid players on rookie contracts that you draft, aka Elgin Jenkins and uh, Jair Alexander. You know, and you need those players because if you don't have those and the Rams are going to start having this problem now, now that they gave up, uh, they haven't had a first round draft pick since Jared Goff. And now they just gave up a second and a third for uh, Vaughn Miller. They're not going to be able to pay everybody, you know, and, and the Rams are going to go into purgatory here in about two years, you know, so yeah, you do that when you haven't won in a while. Here's, here's the, guess, yeah. the other thing, though, is like. The way that the Patriots system worked is that their quarterback never asked to be paid what he was worth. He was okay with not getting paid that. It's same like with, a rookie same contract. Same way in Tampa with him too, but yeah. Yeah, it's like a rookie contract. You're, you're getting a quarterback who's good enough to make sure he knows who he is and what his talents are. That's Brady's biggest skill is that he understands mm-hmm. who he is. Um, everyone else thinks that they're going to be Aaron Rodgers or they're going to be something else. I think your worry right now if you're Kansas City is that Mahomes is going to be Brett Favre, right? I mean, like, he has thrown a pick in, like, every game this year. Mm-hmm. Um, did he throw one yet tonight? I haven't been watching. Yes, game. he did. And so it's, it's – that that's the problem. It's like he's he's not as sharp. <clears throat> he's still trying to force the ball into places because he knows he can. But, man, um, he had what looked like a, a touchdown pass called back because he skipped it to his guy just barely. The guy's wide open, mm-hmm. wide open. And, yeah, he's scrambling because his line, even though it's been rebuilt, isn't that good. Packers have been pretty good at getting pressure on people. And if they can get Mahomes moving, while he has been good at it in the past, uh, he has not been particularly good at throwing on the run or making things happen this year. And the other thing is they just don't have a second receiver. They really mm-hmm. don't. Um yeah. We, we've been counting on Hardman getting there. He is not any better than when he got there. Well, and Sammy Watkins was for a while when he first yep. came in from Buffalo. But Yeah, and Hardman can be a decent three, maybe. But when he's two, they don't have a two now. They just don't. They don't have anybody on that team as a second receiver, and I'm not counting Kelsey because he's, he's a whole different game, as a second actual wideout who's as good as Lazard or Cobb. They right. don't. Nobody on that team as, as a receiver is and the Packers will have the two best running backs on the field that day when they play next week here so I really do think the Packers win this and it might be a little higher scoring game but I don't know that the Chiefs understand what's going on with their offense at all at any point um they just they just aren't moving the ball against worse defenses it seems at this point and I don't even know what to think about them anymore I, I don't know that that any of us actually we're too stuck in who we've seen to understand what we're looking at now mm-hmm. And I, I don't think the Chiefs are, are in that, that same boat where we've put them for years. Um, I think the Packers win this, and I think they're going to win by 
seven to ten points. I think, well, the Packers MO this whole year has been to win by less than a touchdown, no matter who it is. That's a lot of the Because it seems yeah. like they're kind of, it seems like they're, well, I mean, that's the parody of the NFL in general, but it yeah. seems like that's been the Packers basically, too. I mean, they only beat the Bears by, what was it, two weeks ago? Ten? I forget now. I'm past it. Yeah, anyways, by enough what was it? that, I, that 20... I don't care what they think. I don't care. <laughs> anyways, but I mean, but but I mean, none of them, they have blown out any teams. You know, it's not like they're going out there and putting up 42. Um, and a lot of it has to do with the offensive line, you know, just being good enough, you know, and God bless them. I mean, those, <laughs> those guys, I mean, those backup guys, I mean, they're starting every week and they're not starters and they're doing a heck of a job. You know, like they, they really are. And it, but it speeds up the plays and Aaron Rodgers is smart enough to know, you know, how to work around that. So it has a lot to do with quarterback, making them look better too. Um, I mean, I think, I think it'll still be, I, I think they win, but I I'll say let's, let's give it a four point score. So All right. 27, 23, how hard is it to score 23? Yeah, it works for me. Whatever. That's fine. Who cares? 27, 23. All right, and with that, we'll so, move on to the Badgers, who had a we, we can't. I, we, I got to say one more thing. Okay, go before go we on. get off the we get off the Packers. I'm not gonna. Yeah. So, go do you remember? Do you remember the one thing? The the okay. So we're always we're always big on Guten Kudenst, and um, my my father in law is down here visiting us right now, and I was just talking to him about be, this before the podcast, and um, I said something about like how. I don't. I think it got more played up than it was during the offseason, but I really do think that Aaron Rodgers was a disgruntled employee in the offseason and finally had his, and everyone made that kind of bit with uh, Kumro, like, oh, really, that was the breaking point? And I think that was the breaking point where it was just like, hey, look at me. Like, I'm, you know, except for Tom Brady, like, I'm the best quarterback out here. Like, I really am. I have this, you know, I'm right there with Tom Brady as far as more so than talent, right there with brand. And I, I I don't get a say on anything. Like you guys treat me like I'm just the guy throwing the ball. And he's like, and I think that's I think it was disgruntled employee stuff with him during the off season. And I I mean I'm, there was probably a beef. I mean we've all been there. We've all been. I mean it's 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 a different level, but we've all been there with an employer where we're just like, really, man, why 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 are you doing this to me? Like why won't you listen to me? I'm trying to give you valuable input <laughs> right. to like how I can do my job better. And so once it was all said and done and the, the team came back together, Roger showed up with his gold glasses and his office t-shirt um, and they signed Randall Cobb. And there was that press conference where Gunkus made it very obvious that this is Aaron, Aaron signing. We're signing. We, we got one, got Cobb for Aaron. This is all about Aaron. And then you could tell the undertow was, so when this fails, this is Aaron's fault because we're doing this for Aaron. So, so, so Rogers can, so we can show you that he, you know, can't just tell me who to go and get. Um, while Cobb hasn't been dynamic, like with the receiving errors and stuff like that, though, I think Gunkus has to eat a little bit of crow on that one because Cobb, while not being you know, the big time slot receiver or anything like that has proven to be a very reliable safety blanket for Aaron Rodgers, which is, I think what he was wanted him back for, you know, he had two catches or what three catches for 15 yards and two touchdowns in the <laughs> yeah. game on Thursday night. And with the lack of Bob Tunyon and without Devante and without Lazard and without MBS, uh, you know, he needs someone he can trust in the end zone. And that's what Cobb is, you know, and, Cobb's not what he was. We all know that. We ha we all understand that. And they paid almost nothing, or they traded almost nothing to get him. So, um, as much as we all are in the, you know, Gunkus is a good GM. I I do believe that. Uh, I, I I think that this kind of maybe shows a little bit of what Aaron Rodgers was trying to say to management. Like maybe you should listen to me once in a while. Like, <laughs> you know, bring it. Br keep a guy around that I would like to have because when it gets down to scoring points and we're down there on the five yard line and I have need someone to throw it to, like I will huck it at this guy and we will get touchdowns. So right. I don't know. That was my last piece. I just wanted to say that about Randall Cobb because I was super stoked to have him score two touchdowns <laughs> for my fantasy football team on Sunday. So. <laughs> well, good. 
Still right. lost, but there we go. No, well, on the one, you're going to beat my wife, so. Oh, I would never do that to your wife, John. But but you are. Uh, my wife didn't check her team on Sunday, so she started Dak. And but she didn't have a choice because Derek Carr was on the bench. Well, any number of things. Was she going to drop Derek Carr? or well, she started Prescott, four different people who didn't play. We'll say <laughs> so. She's not going to. Well, yeah, she's going to have like the lowest score in the league for the season at this point. She was she was damned if she did, damned if she didn't. I I saw that. I was like, well, what was she going to do? Drop Derek Carr or drop Dak Prescott or Dak? Yeah, she was. Yeah. So the Badger hey, win is another won. one on. that we did not predict. All right, we did not pick the Badgers beating number ten, number nine Iowa. Pardon me, and and they're not number nine going forward, but. I didn't see this. I, I really felt splitting this one. When we were looking ahead, every time I was like, beat Purdue and then, you know, Iowa. You're just going to be hard. I mean, and you hate losing Iowa because you like keeping the Bronze Bowl, the Heartland Trophy. Right. But wow. Um, they I'll had 17 yards in the first half, John. 12 of them were on <laughs> yeah. one play. Yeah. Um, with like five oh minutes left in the first half, they had zero yards and three turnovers. Iowa that you know not the Badgers obviously if you didn't watch that was the number two that was the number two team in the nation two weeks ago yeah they, I mean then they lose to Purdue and like we said the biggest thing is um you Iowa generally does not beat themselves they're a disciplined team they're a lot like Wisconsin they don't get a mm-hmm. lot of five stars but they do get some fives and a bunch of fours all right like they, they don't recruit terribly but they don't mm-hmm. they're not gonna be top 10 recruiting they're gonna be you know 20 to 30 that kind of team like Wisconsin and Right. They were playing very, very well. They were playing very disciplined. They looked like they had good people on the back end of that defense. They were not they're not flashy or showy, but yeah, the way you beat them was you threw the ball. And we're like, Yeah, Purdue can do that. Purdue has the horses to do that. They have Bell, who the Badgers completely shut down two weeks ago, who got you know thirty three yards against the Badger defense. Um but I mean the the Badgers go out there and yeah, they <laughs> Mertz was the better of the two Q- QBs out there just this last week. Petrus couldn't get anything going. Nine of nineteen for ninety-three yards. Um, yeah. yeah, not great. And Mertz, uh, eleven of twenty-two. He's, he's completed fifty percent for one hundred one yards and a touchdown. And then he ran for a touchdown. Does that? How many rushing touchdowns does Mertz have at this point? He's got to have like six, right? Uh, it's crazy. Like he's got several mm, quarterback sneaks. Uh, I'm just trying to see if I can get his actual rushing stats from this year. I can see he's you know, he's only thrown three touchdowns, but he's rushed for several, which is which is interesting to me. Um, but yeah, he he played within himself. They had a decent plan for him, which was right. we're going to throw some, we're going to throw some on first down. Even we're going to throw some in such a way that the ball will be there coming out of your hand when you hit the top of your stride, uh, and you're just going to let go of the ball. And it's going to be over the middle a lot. Uh, hit DK, hit uh, Danny Davis, uh, and Ferguson too. Uh, so yeah, just he he did you know he did all he needed to do in this one. Uh, let's see, yeah, his uh, four rushing touchdowns. Jake, Jake, this year. Jake Ferguson. Jake Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know if you've heard of him. The, ne- He's the nephew. The, the nephew of uh, Barry Alvarez. His grandson. Yes. Grandson. Oh my wow. goodness. Mertz has, he plays for the Badgers? Yes. Mertz has four rushing touchdowns this year on 29 carries. Most of those are, are sacks. Uh, negative 15 yards and four touchdowns. That's pretty fun. Right on. But, I mean, like, they did everything they needed to do, and that defense is just so good. It's They're crazy. stupid. That, 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 Leonard, one, uh, I mean. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the one fumble. I, I was going to say, say uh, how are, are we going to keep him? Like he's uh, going to be one of the most recruited coaches in the country. Like I know I, he's got Wisconsin roots. I know he's from up by me. I mean, I played him uh, in high school. Um, but like, I ain't. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. Every, is, everybody, yeah, everybody's every, everybody's got a price, man. Like, and being a head coach might be one of those things. I mean, tell me somebody's not going to offer him a head coaching job and pay him more than a coordinator salary. and like so, yeah. and like a real school not like bowling green like oh, he's okay. not gonna he's he's not gonna have to fight like up through like f f fcs or anything no. like that like it's gonna be like it's not gonna be SEC. a texas it, it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be an sec it's gonna be a big power five conference school and not a bad one it might be like well tenant as someone argue that tennessee has been bad for a decade they're, they're a bad team and their fan base is bad 
bad, but I mean like, but it's a they throw it's an SEC, SEC program with a with a with a history, right? So I mean, who say someone like that doesn't float them an offer or a uh, you know Mississippi State, you know, like well, yeah, I don't think that job's open, but I mean, I can see somebody like but a I'm, Vanderbilt, I'm just, something I'm, like I'm, that. I, you yeah, know, somebody well, not, no, I, I no, don't go to Vanderbilt because that won't work. But uh, I'm trying to come up with. I don't know what jobs are going to be open. I mean, Nebraska, Texas Tech, or something like that. Oh, Nebraska. How about Nebraska? What I if Nebraska asks? I don't know. I mean, he'd take it, I think. But I mean, that's uh, yeah. not a great job at this point. Scott Frost went in there and hasn't been able to do anything. His recruiting hasn't been. But but Leonard's got a name on him. Like people will come play for Leonard. Yeah, and he's a, so, he's a good X's and O's guy, which Scott Frost is not. Right, admittedly, he's not. But anyhow, one-time um, national champion Scott Frost. Yeah, yeah, Heisman Trophy. Um, but Braylon. Oh no, I meant like, at UCF, right? Or was it? Yeah, in the only winning season he's ever had as a head coach. USF, USF, UCF, UCF, UCF the Golden yeah, Knights. Yeah. No, he also as a player. No, he legitimately was as a player. But right, yeah, yes, so. yeah. Uh, Braylon Allen actually for the first time now out carries Chesmalusi and that was not the the pace it was on. He got several carries late, uh, so he got over 100 yards, uh, 20 carries for 104 yards. Malusi 19 carries for 48 yards. Braylon Allen's a monster. Like he's just and he is 17. Le- legit, he is 17 years old, huh? Yeah, and he bent. He squats. Pardon me, 6'10". So Six what's his deal? Did he forego his senior year of high school to go to college, or what's what's the bet on that? I, no, I haven't gotten young. That I don't yet. know. No, he can't forego. You have to actually graduate. So I mean, like he's he's a high school graduate. He's just seventeen. It must be like well, that's where his I birthday. Meant. I mean, would. did he graduate at the end of his junior year or something yeah. like that, or accelerated? I don't. He's know. just but, yeah. got a late birthday or something. He just falls in one of those areas, I guess. Um, uh, Maybe yeah, he I was born in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> No. <laughs> that's More. a baseball joke people yeah, yeah. anyways yeah because albert pujols is actually like 70. 57 years old 64 yeah. <laughs> just right. out there swinging for the fences at 64 no i mean like what the running game is good i don't know <laughs> but 1979 this running game is good enough they really do want chesna lucy to be the star here somehow he's all right He's an all right running back, and he'll do fine here. The offensive line is picking up a little bit here as we've gone along. They did not start off particularly well. They're looking better as they go. The Badgers should easily win their next three games. Right. Quite easily. I mean, like, they're going to play Rutgers next in Piscataway. And I just wanted to say Piscataway because that is such a fun word to say. Oh, and then, and then, (laughs) and then say, uh, what, what did that hat say? Team Gritty? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's fun. Great. I like the, the not ah. not like uh, the Flyers mascot because he's weird. But I mean, like this is um, this defense. I don't know what Rutgers is going to be able to do at any stretch against this uh, this defense. And this offense is good enough to to score on Rutgers several times. So they're I just I don't see any other options here. Then they're going to play after Rutgers. They're going to have Northwestern at home and Nebraska at home. Tickets still on, you can find those on StubHub and stuff. Uh, I was looking at SeatGeek. Um, you can get $19 tickets to some of these games. Uh, I don't understand that, but I mean, like, you can. But yeah, that's. Um, it, the, the hat said the Grit Factory, by the way. Grit Factory. There you go. Thank which, you. Which, which is funny because this is about the 20th time we've used the word grit between the uh, Packer game and this hat now. So yeah, the <laughs> Grit Factory. I love it. Uh, Packers, or pardon, the Badgers here are a 12 point favorite over under 37 and a half. I'd take the Badgers at 12. I really would. I'd, I'd give the 12 and bet Badgers. Money line is minus 500. <laughs> so you got to put up put up that that money to get that $100. You got to get that uh, 500 on the line. They're, they're going to they're going to win this week and they're going to cover too. So Rutgers is trash. So. All right. Uh the other thing we have here is you know the Bucks game. It's, I mean there's several games, but you know they lost several and I don't care. Mostly the big things are it it Aaron was saying this before, and you, you just say it how you said it before the game here. The, I mean, the big points on this here. Uh, I was so I was talking to a uh, friend of the show, Pete, uh, today just to, to get my head straight on it because I was out last week uh, doing my thing and I uh, realized the Bucks are three and four. Not that I'm scared about it or anything like that. Um, so the Bucks won a championship and then had that had the shortest offseason season 
any any team has ever had. Them and the Suns had the shortest offseason in NBA history because the way last season was pushed back and this one started on time. Um, during that time, two of your stars, Middleton and uh, Holiday, went and yeah. played in the Olympics. Then they came out game one against the Nets and they punched him in the face just yeah. to remind everybody, yeah, we're the champs. And now everyone's hurt because everyone's tired. And it's, you know, this, who didn't see this coming? Like, honestly, like, if you stop and think about it, like, this team ran it full throttle to the end of the season. And that's what you have to do to win an NBA championship. And this, this is actually what makes the Michael Jordan Bulls so special is that they did it this many times. But so as long as this team maintains a 500 record going into Christmas and everyone can get healthy, everyone can get their legs under them, everyone can get, you know, it back together. And as long as they don't limp into the playoffs as a seventh seed or something like that, because that'll put you at a disadvantage for home court. But, uh, you know, really, who's going to beat them in the East? They're the most talented team in the East, top to bottom. And plus, it's giving some playing time to new players on the team, Grayson Allen and, you know, all the other young kids that they got and, you know, gelling them together. Uh, Boot is uh, Bud's playing, you know, new lineups and stuff like that, testing people out because there are some new additions, you know. And so, you know, in the meantime, Giannis is out there just running up the points, you know, you know, getting his point total up there so he can retire as one of the best ever. And, uh, you know, but, but I mean, that's legit. I mean, that's an ego thing. And plus Giannis is a freak. He's never going to stop. And that's what makes he's different than everybody else. Um, but, uh, I, it's like I said, and you know what, let's, you know, we, and it's not an insult to the bucks. It's not an insult to the fact that they're champions, but, our attitude on this podcast, and a lot of people has been, you know, we'll get back to you in March when we're <laughs> nearing the playoffs, and we'll recap. We'll get a little bit excited around Christmas when nothing else is going on, and, you know, they're playing a Christmas Day game, and, uh, you know, if anything pops up, you know, we'll we'll talk about it. But otherwise, you know, the Bucks need to get healthy. They need to let their guys have some rest, you know, and as long as they're not shorting the fans who are paying good money to come see them. And, you know, you can at least run out a couple of the big time players, you know, as long as Giannis is out there playing, as long as, you know, whatever. So as long as they're, as long as they're healthy come December and they're ready to run it down to June, whatever, I don't care. This team's proven it. This team's proven they can do it, you know, and in years prior, you know, two years ago, Best record in the league, ran it up from day one until the playoffs, lost to Toronto. Toronto wins it all. Bubble year, they're number one going into the bubble, lost to the Heat. Last year, took a new approach, had some new players. Bud got the chance to, instead of trying to win right away, mess with some lineups, figure out how things work, and it worked out in the long run. So, you know, when when you win a championship, you get you you just you get the chance you should get some credit to, you know, you should be able to have people look at you and go, they'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. They've done it before. So that's where I'm at with them. So yeah, that's my whatever. Too. I don't, I just like they're not particularly worried at this point. They have a basic plan. It was a short off season. They are just trying to manage the, this team again. Like we've talked about, there's nobody else in the East you're worried about. There are three teams that have a legitimate chance of winning anything. It's the Nets. Um, it's the Bucks, and well, I'm forgetting somebody here. I don't even know. Those are basically the two teams you, you're most thinking the about. Bucks, and that's kind of the Sixers. I don't even worry about the Sixers Boston. anymore. Boston's maybe in there. I don't think the Sixers are there anymore. Like that team is just just I mean, falling apart. You were just asking who the other teams were, and I mean the Hornets are up and coming. Uh, the Heat, the Heat will be okay, you know. Uh, but the Hornets are, you know, they've got some, the Hornets are actually a legit team. They're not there yet. They're the Bucks like uh, about four years ago. Like the Hornets will be a, and, and Atlanta's always got, you know, ice tray, you know, I mean, they, we, the Bucks had to beat them in the finals to get to the NBA finals, the Eastern finals. So, I mean, Atlanta's going to be a pain in the butt. So yeah, I think Atlanta, the, the, Bulls have some interesting things going right now. The Knicks will be a great regular season team. 
and then fall apart in the playoffs. The Wizards mm-hmm. right now look good, but that won't last either because they don't have anybody. Raptors will be pesky, and they got a good coach. I think the Sixers are going to fall mm-hmm. apart. Was it right now? It says the Bucks are sitting outside the playoffs. But it's way too early. I would, I would, I would, le- I would legitimately say the Nets just because of the talent that they have. Yes, even though they got to figure out figure out what the hell's going on with Kyrie Irving and that 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 team's a powder keg at any time, just waiting to blow up and. I mean, they they were last year. They are this year. At some point, it's going to blow up, and it's just going to be a wreck. Especially when you have Steve Nash as your coach. Like I like Steve Nash as a player, but like that's just another. He, he's not. But the one thing about Bud is that he his ego's in check because he's not one of them. Steve Nash has a player ego, just like Jason Kidd did. Even though he, I, that's terrible that I compare him to Jason Kidd. But like he's got a player's mentality too, so it's just another personality in the room, and you're not going to push Steve Nash around, right? Because he was an MVP player. Like he's got an ego on him too. Um, otherwise, I would give. I think Atlanta's legit. I really do. Um, they they're they're kind of a two trick pony, and a lot of it's based on uh, Trey being really good <laughs> all the time. Um, yeah. Which he is, and uh, but other and then, um, um, yeah, I mean Boston still got some players in place in in in, in place, and then uh, and then Miami always has. They've got a good core of good core of players, sort of, and you've got Spolstro, who's a great coach. So there you go. All right, all right. Well, that's all we've got for for all the main sports that we want to get through. So we're going to wrap up everything else that we have in what we like to call our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right, last call. We're going to start off. Women's volleyball actually actually surprised us this week. Uh, first off, they got the great win. They got the win against Nebraska in Nebraska at Lincoln. Beat the sixth-ranked uh, Huskers on the road. Fantastic win. Straight sets. 3 nothing. beating Nebraska. That is a big, big win for Wisconsin. But... Then they take the the next step, travel to West Lafayette, and they lose one to three to Purdue. That's the worst loss this team has had in years now. Uh, like just, I actually, I actually saw that one on Big Ten because, yep. you know, like I said, I was out of town, no family, got to see a volleyball game. <laughs> yeah, um, rough game. The biggest things, I, I think, again, just like the the number of kills was fairly close, uh, fifty nine, sixty two. The blocks, though. Uh, 16 to 7 is the difference between the blocks for these teams. Wisconsin has just had trouble. Uh, they very rarely win the blocks. They're out digging other teams. They have, they're they're right there. They're one assist apart from the other team, but they're getting like 82 points to 66 points. Big difference there is, you know, just a couple, there's three kills and then the 16 uh-huh. to 7 on the blocks. Biggest, biggest section there. And Purdue had four aces. Wisconsin had zero. That's the big thing there. Wisconsin remains number three in the country right now. So they're they're holding on to where they were. New poll came out. They're still sitting at three. Uh they they've got you know some games here left. They're they're gonna be sitting well. They just gotta try to uh get to the end here and find their way into a one seed heading into the tournament. Uh they're gonna go to, they're gonna stay on the road for a while here. They got uh after playing in Lincoln and then at West Lafayette, they're going to go to Evanston to play Northwestern, going to play Iowa and Iowa City, and then come home to play Purdue again. Badger's pretty good coming back the second time, uh, quite uh, usually here at least. Uh, then Northwestern, Michigan State, and then Minnesota, Nebraska, Indiana, end the year. So three more ranked teams uh, should find a way to get to that one seed being a three or four. I would think that they'll, they'll likely be right there in the mix of things as they move forward. Sticking with uh, women's sports, Wisconsin women's hockey re- just remains unbeaten. They go take out unranked uh, Minnesota State, Mankato. Uh, the Mavericks, they beat them 6-2 on Saturday uh, after having beaten them 2-1, much closer game obviously, on Friday night. Wisconsin remains the number one team in the country, undefeated 12-0. and 0. Uh, Some of the most surprising things, uh, McKenna Webster, I think, has been now three times the F- WCHA forward of the week. Uh, she has, in the 12 games, 12 goals, 15 assists. She's a sophomore. Sophomore huh. Casey O'Brien is right behind her in scoring. She has 13 goals, 10 assists in the 12 games. And then Daryl Watts, uh, also following up as a, fifth year graduate senior here um 
eight goals, fourteen assists. That line is just insane. So yeah, that's um eight eight goals, four assists, and a 14. master's degree on the line. Fourteen assists. Yeah. So oh, she's either she's way. Assists, she's yeah. she's got it figured out, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh so yeah. And um his fantastic games for them. They get uh coming up next, they'll have Bemidji State, the Beavers. Uh, I'll be playing them at home. Uh, Bemidji is unranked currently, so Badgers, again, should be favored in that one. Uh, have, having just continued to to dominate their opponents, I mean, they beat number two just a little bit ago here and swept them, so mm-hmm. looking good for them. We actually finally have a little bit of kind of good news for Badger men's hockey. We were not looking forward to this uh, in terms of our feelings. Is kind of like going playing uh, number nine Iowa. Wisconsin men's hockey came in. We're playing number two Michigan on the road, and they split the series, which is a great result. They get shut out right. three nothing on Thursday night. They come back. Well, uh, well, well, in hockey, that's all you can ever hope for on a on a away trip is just to split it, especially when you're the underdog. Yeah, it's rough on some of that, and they're they're a team that's still trying to kind of figure themselves out in many ways. So yeah, um, they they come out here and then on Friday get the four to two win. Uh, Wisconsin gets the first two goals. Caden Brown and Tarek Baker. Uh, Tarek Baker gets the takeaway, comes five on five, gets the uh, the goal there to make it two one or two nothing. Wisconsin, pardon me. Uh, Michigan gets a goal. Max Johnson comes back and makes it a three to one game. Michigan uh, came right back at him. Like the third period, Michigan really pushed back in this game. It was three to two. Uh, about halfway through that third period, uh, as they just kept pushing to the end, though Brock Caulfield got a an empty net goal, which was three minutes left in the game. Uh, they, it was it was a great empty net. It was a real hustle play because they were it got in. They missed an empty net shot, and then Michigan tried clearing it. Brock gets the puck right before the blue line turns and rips it at the net and just puts it in, buries it, ends it a four two. Uh, gets the Badgers a big time Big Ten uh, win at Yost Arena, uh, kind of keeping them at least above water in terms of hanging there in that Big Ten. It, it it's a rough conference. And mm-hmm. they're they're currently kind of sitting down the list here. Obviously, so they're they're not in last. They're now one and one in the Big Ten. Minnesota currently two and zero. Michigan still one and one. Ohio State they're only game out technically because everybody's basically just played one series except for Penn State, who's played nobody. Uh, Minnesota swept Notre Dame. Everyone else is just kind of hanging out there. So you know the Badgers aren't going to be finding themselves back in a poll anytime soon. But Michigan drops to three. Minnesota at five. Uh, looking through where else we got anybody else. Uh, Notre Dame ranks 17. Penn State ranks 16. Uh, Badgers kind of hanging out in that. Others receiving votes uh, below 25 there. So interesting time there for uh, for that Wisconsin team getting getting a nice win on the Friday night to to really make it a a you know a, a valuable weekend going into Michigan and finding a way to to get those wins. It doesn't get easier. The Badgers will have Minnesota at home on the 5th and 6th, which will be Friday, Saturday of this week. So that's that's what's coming up for them. Uh, in terms of, uh, let's see, uh, WIAC hockey, uh, Rivers Falls beats Finlandia. Uh, St. Olaf lost, in, well, Northland wins. This is all the Friday games. Northland wins. UWSP beats uh, St. Norbert in a 4-3 game, which is fantastic. Stout beats Bethel. And then on Saturday, uh, River Falls gets the sweep of Finlandia. Uh, there's an overtime tie with the Northland and the St. Olaf Oles. Uh, St. John's of Collegeville, the Johnnies, beats Eau Claire, number four ranked Eau Claire. Uh, Superior destroyed the St. Scholastica Saints, uh, seven to nothing. How about that, Aaron? And then St. Norbert gets the revenge win over the pointers of Stevens Point, 5-3. Concordia came back and beat Stout. Concordia Cobbers, of course. Oh, no, this is Concordia, Wisconsin. I'm sorry. Concordia, Minnesota is the Cobbers. Uh, Concordia wins a 5-4 over Stout on Saturday. So that's the beginning of WIAC hockey. WIAC football, fantastic times coming up here. Lacrosse destroyed UWSP. Uh, River Falls beats Platteville. Whitewater just destroys Eau Claire. And then Oshkosh beats Stout in a high-scoring affair played in Menominee. 
This is the big week, everybody. This is going to be a fantastic week for basically all the marbles. Whitewater and lacrosse in Whitewater. The two teams still undefeated in conference playing uh, this week here. So this should be a fun, fun week. Uh, Only two weeks left of conference play, it looks like. Lacrosse will finish with Eau Claire and lacrosse. And Whitewater will finish at winless UWSP. At least winless in the conference. Whitewater's got the, the better chance of just winning out. But also Whitewater's the better team. Uh, the chance that they're they're going to come in here and take lacrosse out is the most likely outcome. But winner of this one basically is going to get that chance to to win the the conference here, and that should be a, a fantastic setup for a very good game. So right now, Wisconsin Whitewater still number three in the country, and UW Lacrosse hanging in there at twelve. They've remained there. I guess defeating Stevens Point doesn't impress the voters at all. But still, nor should it. <laughs> number twelve versus number three this week in uh, in Whitewater. So that should be a fantastic game to see. Uh, that's about all we've got for you this week. I'm trying to get get out of here with everything we've got. Looking forward to uh, hopefully some big games here coming up uh, in, in in Wisconsin sports for the next week. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful week, everybody. So glad to have Aaron back with me again, and I hopefully we'll both be back here next Heck week to yeah. talk talk some more about Packers Chiefs and, you know, uh, talk about Piscataway and all those things. But uh, remember you to say, follow- hopefully I'll be back next week. Like there's no chance I'm going to be back next week. What's happening, John? I don't know. You disappear. You're like the wind. Do you know something? Do you know, do you know something? I don't know. You're a mystery. Uh, I can't pin you down. Wish I could. She's you. like the wind. <laughs> Wish Too I could quit you. Uh, anyhow, thank you again for joining us. Remember to follow the show at Scotty Johnny pod. You can follow me at not so humble host, and you can follow Aaron at cheddar talk. And remember whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. Ribs, spare ribs. This has been the Scotty Johnny podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Scotty Johnny one or online at Scotty Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.